Hello and welcome to episode 73 of the Vegan Business Tribe podcast with myself, David Pennell, co-founder of Vegan Business Tribe. And if you have a vegan business or you're just thinking about starting one, then Vegan Business Tribe is here to support you and to inspire you, not just to build a vegan business, but to build a successful vegan business. And we're having a little bit of a special celebration episode because Vegan Business Tribe is, can you believe it, two years old this week. And when I tell people that we've been going for two years, I met with one of two responses. It's either, I can't believe you guys have only been going for two years, or it's, how has it been two years already? I joined you when you first started, and that was like yesterday. Now, this is our actual official birthday of when we put the Vegan Business Tribe website online. Not when we launched the paid membership because that came about eight months later. But if you do want to know the full story of how we launched Vegan Business Drive, then you can go right back to episode 22 of this podcast. And that's why I go into all the details about how we launched VBT, how we first built up our audience and how all our assumptions about what we were building were completely and utterly wrong. And it makes for quite an interesting tale. So make sure you go back and take a listen if you haven't already. But I wanted to take this opportunity just to share some of the lessons that we've learned from these last two years. Not specifically how to build a podcast or a membership website, but just about running a business in general. Because if you're part of our community hub that we run, then you'll know that we share a lot of the behind the scenes information about what we're testing and trying out. And I like to share things like the list stats from this podcast because I know a lot of our members like to learn from following what we're trying out and what works for us and what doesn't. So I've picked out the five things that have just been real life lessons for Lisa and I and what we've learned from running Vegan Business Tribe. And I have to say, some of these are things that we already knew. I mean, we've been running our own businesses for a while. But Vegan Business Tribe has really hammered home a lot of these lessons. So just before we jump into those, a quick reminder that Vegan Business Tribe, it is so much more than just this podcast. We've got such a vibrant community of vegan business owners over on the VBT website. We've got regular networking events and workshops, and we've got a whole academy of members-only content to help you grow your vegan business. And I would love you to come and get involved if you're not already a member. Just head over to veganbusinesstribe.com, click on the join button on the homepage, and you can find Find out how we can support your vegan business journey. Okay, so kind of looking over the five points that I've pulled out, I don't think that they're probably going to be 
what you expect. They're not things like do more social media or make sure that you've got a good website. They're a little bit more specific than that. You know that I like to go a little bit deeper. So let's jump straight in with the five things that Lisa and I have learned from two years of running Vegan Business Tribe. And number one is... <laughs> and I didn't tell you I've got a little bell here to keep you awake, haven't I? But number one is be flexible in what business you're building. Now, you might have heard me say before that I've never known anybody who just came up with a business plan, went out, built that business and found success exactly where they thought they were going to. No business works right out of the box. It just doesn't happen like that. Most companies that I know that have been successful, they've zigzagged. They have pivoted. They have been flexible and they followed opportunities when they found them. And it's been one of those right angle turns or one of those unexpected opportunities that have led them to eventually finding the success that they did. And it's been exactly the same with our journey at Vegan Business Tribe. The Vegan Business Tribe that we have now, two years in, it is not what we planned when we first started out. And I expect it's not what we'll have in two years' time either. Vegan Business Tribe, as you see it now, was not the idea that we first started out with. Lisa and I, we spent our first two years in the vegan sector working as consultants to some of the largest companies in the world. And we were helping them understand the vegan marketplace and the vegan consumer. And it wasn't until our now friend Tim Barford of VegFest UK suggested that we did a speaking slot at one of his events about how to run a successful vegan business. And it, it wasn't until then that the idea of Vegan Business Tribe was born. And we nearly turned down that opportunity to speak at the event because at the time, that wasn't who we thought we were. We were looking to get into these high street brands to help them understand the vegan marketplace. So it was going to be a very little benefit to us to do a talk on how to have a vegan business because it just wasn't going to attract the kind of audience we were looking for. But Lisa and I giving that presentation, that attracted a whole new audience that we didn't even know existed. And on that day in London, we found our tribe. And I've seen so many businesses just struggle to move forward because they put themselves in a shoebox of what they think they are and what they think they are not. They miss exploring new markets and opportunities because they just say, that's not who we are. But the thing that will make your business wildly successful, it might be sat on a parallel to where you are now. But what's holding you back is the picture in your mind of the business you are building. So the next time you get an opportunity to explore something, 
then follow that opportunity and just see where it leads. If your customers keep making the same suggestion, don't just reply with, well, we don't do that. Think about what's stopping you doing that. Keep that flexibility in what you think the company is that you are building. If you are too inflexible in what you think your company is, then you might walk straight past what might be a really important turn in your business's journey. And this is why we spend so much time talking to our audience at Vegan Business Tribe. We've spent so much time over the last couple of years asking what our members want from us. And of course, not everything is practical to deliver. But let me tell you, it only takes a handful of our members all mentioning the same thing to get Lisa and I to start thinking about if it's something we should look at testing out. It's where many of our sessions, like the Make It Happen Goal Setting Group came from and our community hub on Slack. So maybe take that opportunity to speak about a topic which is parallel to your main business or think about testing out that thing that your customers have been asking you for for the last 12 months but you don't offer yet because they might lead to the future of your business. And that leads us on to point number two, which is... You see, there's the bell again, just making sure that you're paying attention because point two is network, network and network some more because you never know where it's going to lead. Building our network has played a huge part in us growing Vegan Business Tribe, especially over this last 12 months. And I purposely focused on this because whenever I've interviewed someone who has built a successful vegan business, they've told me how they had hundreds of meetings with people when they were growing the business. And at the time... They just seemed like a complete waste of their time, but they weren't. And when I interviewed Zoe at Function Beer, who have just raised £150,000 in their latest Cedars raise, she told me how she would have Zoom and Teams meetings stacked back to back with people who might be able to help her business in some way, be that a buyer or a customer or maybe a potential investor. And she would be completely dejected by the end of the day because she didn't get any immediate results from those conversations. But a few months later, one of those conversations, it would result in something. A new opportunity would arise and one of those people that she spoke with would think about her. Or a couple of months later, she'd get an invite to pitch at an event that wasn't publicly advertised. And these sort of connections and these sort of follow-on actions, that's what we found with Vegan Business Tribe too. Every week, we reach out to people on LinkedIn that we think we've got some synergy with. And you will be amazed, as a vegan business, who you can reach out to. Two, you can use your vegan connection to get into conversations with people who in any other industry you would never get a response from. 
Even if you never get as far as a phone call or a Zoom meeting, if you're on the same vegan mission as that dream contact, then you at least have a good chance of getting into a LinkedIn conversation or an email exchange with them. Vegan Business Tribe member Callum Weir, he launched his plant-powered podcast and he just reached out to vegan bodybuilder and New York Times best-selling author Robert Cheek. And he was amazed that Robert immediately accepted his invitation to come on his new and mostly unknown at that stage podcast. And you can only imagine what a boost that gave to his listener figures. So dedicate some of your time to building your network, to reaching out and having conversations with people who are on the same mission as you are. And don't be afraid to ask your contacts for introductions. We've got to know some of the people at the highest level of the vegan scene these last two years, the people who are really shaping the vegan sector. And a lot of those conversations, they have come about by systematically spending time and energy on developing connections. It might look to you like you're a long way from talking to some people who you'd really like to get to know in this sector. But start by just coming to our Vegan Business Tribe networking meetups that we hold on Zoom. You will be amazed who people in that room know and can introduce you to. You'll only be a step or two away from pretty much anybody in the vegan sector. And that's from activists to celebrities to investors and founders of some of the most amazing vegan brands. And that leads me into point three which is your time and your energy. They are the most important resources in your business. Now, I know what you're thinking here. I'm telling you that you need to say yes to every opportunity that comes along and spend all day on calls, finding new contacts. But the truth is, your time and your energy they really are the most important resources that you have in your business. We found that one of our biggest products at Vegan Business Tribe, it's not the advice we give and it's not this podcast, but it's the positivity that Lisa and I give out. And we genuinely are positive people, but we really believe in our members but we know that we can't give that positive energy out if we're not feeling positive ourselves. So we don't want to waste our energy on tasks that just bring us down or not actually helping our members or moving us forwards. So Lisa, she regularly audits how we spend our time. And that could be from answering emails to our monthly admin that we have to do, just all part of running a business. But she asks herself a single question, and that is, how can I either automate this or get rid of it entirely? And that one question about the tasks that we spend our time on, it has made a massive difference to our productivity. For example, we don't actually have an email inbox at Vegan Business Tribe. We've got a ticketing system. Now, externally, 
it looks like we've got an inbox. You can still send us an email and you'll get a reply. But all those messages, they're handled by a ticketing system. And that's got automatic replies set up. It's got timed follow-on messages that send out. And it's got templates. And it deals with about 80% of the common everyday emails that we get. And Lisa, she regularly looks at anything we're doing with our time. And if it's not moving us forwards, she either looks to automate it or she asks can we just get rid of it all together? And so many people asked us about Lisa's systemizing of our business that I actually recorded a whole podcast about it. So if it sounds like you need a bit of this in your business, then go and listen to episode 53, How to Make More Time. But it's not just emails that take up your time and energy. You might want to start asking yourself about some of the bigger things in your business. Does it need to be you still making your product or can you sub it out to someone else to give you more time to actually sell your product? Is you doing your social media actually the best use of your time or can you find somebody else to do it in a more efficient way? Again, some of the most successful businesses that you will see is where the founder does none of the day-to-day operations themselves. They use freelancers and subcontractors. And the first full-time member of staff that they hire is somebody to replace them as the general manager or CEO of a business so that they can spend even more of their time on growing the company. Zoe from Function Beer, who I mentioned earlier, she has never brewed the company's beer herself or spent late nights putting it into bottles and sticking on the labels. She's always subcontracted the manufacturing and she's focused all her energy on growing the business. That's because she knows where her skills lay. She knows the beverage industry inside out and she saw the opportunity for a vegan, alcohol-free craft beer. But she knew that if she was spending all her time making and bottling a product, that she couldn't be out there making the connections and opening the doors that she needed to do. So match your skills and your energies to the tasks in your business. And if something isn't moving you forward or playing to your skills, then automate it or give it to somebody else or just get rid of it altogether. Okay, so on to point four, which is measure and track, because you're probably doing better than you think. When we talk with new members at Vegan Business Tribe, they often say that they don't feel like they're doing very well as a new business. We'll get somebody who has just launched an e-commerce shop and they're worried that they only got 10 orders in their first month. Now, when I tell them that I know lots of people who launch e-commerce and it's taken them six months to get their first 10 orders... All of a sudden, they brighten up and their whole view of how well they are doing, it completely changes. 
And the problem is that they've had nothing to compare to. Tracking metrics, it's something that I've always done in business because I've always been a little bit of a stats nerd, if I'm being honest. But being on top of our figures, it has been really valuable for Vegan Business Tribe. Knowing which months we see the most signups and knowing what the date in the calendar is when Vegan Business Tribe will have enough income on its own to mean that Lisa and I can give it 100% of our time and energy. All these have been so important in just keeping pulling us forwards. But keeping a close eye on our metrics, it's also let us appreciate our longer trends. Getting to 100 members at Vegan Business Tribe, that took a lot of time and effort. But it took half that time to get to 200 members. But we didn't realise that until we laid out our membership trends in a spreadsheet. So do the same with your business. I really recommend it. Compare your sales today with your sales 12 months ago, because there is a good chance that you are doing far better than you think, even though day to day it might not seem that way. But doing this also means that you can plan forward. Now, I am still miffed that what I think is one of our most important podcast episodes is still one of our least downloaded. And that's episode 67, where I explain how to do a cash flow for your business. And if you skipped this episode because you don't really do figures and you get turned off by accountancy stuff then just go back and listen to it. It is my mission to get that episode into our top 10 downloads because it is so important. Knowing ahead of time what money will be coming in and going out of your business, it's not just important to make sure that you don't run out of money, but it's also important to know what funds you have to invest back into the business. You might be worrying about your cash position, but it might be that you could actually be using the money you've got sat in the bank now to hire somebody to do your social media or to invest in that new software or to get that new website built with all its automated time-saving systems or even to pay somebody else to do the day-to-day running of your business so that you can focus on creating new opportunities. If you are not measuring and tracking, you simply won't know. And that leads us to point five. Give yourself permission. And this is the big one, maybe the biggest. And it might take you a long time to realise that the biggest thing holding your business back right now is you. So many people build a job for themselves instead of building a business. They still work like they've got a boss looking over their shoulder, telling them they have to clear their inbox every day and be at their desk from 8.30 in the morning till 5.30 at night. But when you've got your own business... You can literally do anything you want. Not enjoying doing a service for your customers? Just stop offering it. Something in your business not working? Change it. Your working hours not suiting you? Then go work different ones. 
If you are your least productive on a Friday afternoon, then don't waste your time sat at a desk. Go do something more productive with that time. Make it your gym day or go play a round of golf. There is literally no one judging you. There is no one but yourself that needs to give you permission. But most people have spent their working lives as employees. So we get indoctrinated into that nine to five culture. We do tasks in our business because they're put in front of us, not because they're to our benefit. When most people become their own boss, they become the worst, most tyrannical boss that they have ever had. If something is hanging over you every week, a task that you simply hate doing, well, you're the boss. So change it, sub it out, automate it, or just stop doing it altogether. And once you realise that you are in control of how you spend your time, it opens up a whole new world of possibilities for your business. Is the CRM system you use giving you a lot of manual tasks? Then just go find a better one and swap over to it. You don't have to just keep using the one you have because it's what the company has always used. So it's £50 a month more expensive. Well, how much time a month is it going to save you? And what do you value your time at? And why are you trying to make a case to me? You're your own boss. You need to get permission from absolutely no one but yourself. And this is something that both Lisa and I have really been embracing this last couple of years at Vegan Business Drive. It's been a little bit easier for me because I think I've only ever been employed for 12 months by somebody throughout my entire career. But it's a liberating experience. But it's not just a liberating experience. It's also a necessary one, too. As business owners, it's often the case that the biggest obstacle in your business, it's you. You will create this imaginary boss that you're answerable to, that is going to question every penny you spend, that's going to tell you off if you're not at your desk at 9am, or is going to give you a verbal warning if you haven't cleared your inbox that day. So give yourself permission. Permission to take time out, permission to change what you do with your time, or even to change your entire business, if that's what's needed. Okay, so that was a real mix of lessons that we've learned over the last two years of building Vegan Business Tribe. And like I say, they're not lessons that are just applicable to what we're building. They are the things that we've seen echoed in a lot of our members' businesses too. So, Let's just go back over them with a quick bullet point recap, but this time without the slightly annoying bell. Number one, be flexible in what business you are building. We can let so many opportunities go by because we're just too inflexible in the view of the business that we're growing. Be open to those opportunities. Accept those invitations that might run parallel to what you're doing at the moment just to see where they go. That service that your customers keep asking for, but you keep saying that you don't do, it might actually be the future of your business. Two, network, 
network, and then network some more. Make time each week to purposely increase your network and connect with people who might be able to move your business forwards. If you build your network of other vegan business professionals, then you will only be a step or two away from pretty much anybody in the vegan scene. And that's from activists to celebrities to investors and founders. Three, your time and energy are the most important resources in your business. So ask yourself, is what you are doing the best use of that time and energy? Could this task be done quicker, cheaper, and probably even better by somebody else? Some of the best founders, they've got no plans at all to ever get involved in the day-to-day operations of that business. Instead, knowing that their time and energy will make a far bigger impact if spent elsewhere. Four, measure and track. Because you're probably doing better than you think. But also use the metrics in your business so that you can plan forward. Maybe you're making more money than you realize and you can invest some of that back into the business to move you forwards quicker. And point five, give yourself permission. When most people become their own boss, they become the worst and most tyrannical boss they've ever had. So give yourself permission to be completely in control of your business. There is literally nobody judging you or watching over your shoulder to make sure that you've cleared your inbox or that you stay at your desk until 5pm. If something doesn't work for you in your business, then you have the agency to change it. You are not a potted plant. And that is it. Okay, shall I just give it one last ding? (laughs) I couldn't resist, sorry. But that is it. Now, I nearly added a sixth point in there about what we've learned from the last two years of Vegan Business Tribe is that the vegan sector is also the nicest, most supportive industry that Lisa and I have ever worked in. And Lisa and I, we've worked across a number of sectors throughout our career, but I have never seen such camaraderie as we see amongst vegan businesses. Even if we could be considered in direct competition with somebody else in this sector, those people, they've become our best friends. And the reason is we're all on the same mission together. We're all working towards building a vegan world and moving that vegan cause forwards. And those of us who choose to do it in the business sector, we can have a really big impact. So I'll leave you, as I always do with mine and Lisa's, just heartfelt thanks for joining us on this journey over the last two years. And it actually coincides with Lisa's birthday. So we'll be spending the next week at Fox Hall Vegan B&B in the Lake District. And if you're not yet a Vegan Business Tribe member, then come and join us. No, not in the lakes, but over on the website, because I would absolutely 
love to introduce you to the other members. And I can tell you, you are far more likely to succeed as a vegan business if you surround yourself with other people who are on the same journey and the same mission as you are. So if you want to find out more about becoming a member of Vegan Business Tribe, do go take a look at veganbusinesstribe.com and know that as well as us giving you support, your membership also means that we can keep putting out this podcast every week and doing everything we can to move a vegan business scene forwards around the world. So thank you for listening. Lisa and I We really appreciate you giving up your time every week to join us. And I'll see you on the next one.